What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Waka, waka, waka. The former informer, Imran Khan. Waka, waka, like, is that a, are you doing the Pac-Man noise or the Fozzie Bear noise? I was doing Fozzie Bear. Okay. That, are you doing Pac-Man? I think Pac-Man is three, Fozzie Bear is two. So that's why I was confused. Gotcha. Okay. Glad we wow. cleared that up. We clarified. You're right, though. You nailed it. No, that's right. I was, <laughs> I was fucking wrong. The new face of video games blessing at Aoya Jr. Waka Flocka Flame. Thank you. Thank you for that. I was wondering what walk of reference you might make, and I'm happy oh, you to already know. that one. You got to do it with no hands, baby. Do it with no hands. No hands. Uh, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show ad-free with the exclusive post show by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, just like our many Patreon producers did. James Davis at James Davis Makes. Jeffrey P. Long, Julian beep, beep, the beep, Gluten, beep, P. Long, Free Gamer, Sancho West Gaming, G- James Hastings, Tom Bach, and 248-835-53699. There you go. <laughs> give it a call. Say hello. Uh, if you don't want to give us any money, that's cool. You can just watch later on YouTube.com slash games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kinda Funny Games Cast. Today, we're brought to you by AT&T 5G and Guideline, but we will talk about that later. Boys, I want to talk about the Smash Brothers update. Who here has played it so far? I have played the Steve. Did you, did did you, you get see all the his giant dong? His, his huge center dong in the victory screen? Yes. It's weird. Why is it like that? It's weird. <laughs> like the, I, I hope that they change it because it's like, it's oh, really they're gonna unsettling. Change that. <laughs> did you get all the spirits? Uh, I did. They were surprisingly difficult, and I'm not sure if that's because the fights themselves were difficult or that I'm really bad with Steve. And it could be either because I'm really bad with Steve. <laughs> it could be all yeah. the above. <laughs> the uh, the final one, the the Ender Dragon or whatever the hell it is. That one, that was a challenging spirit. It was the first spirit that I've had to do multiple times in a very long time. That one I kind of cheesed a little bit because like if you get Ridley underneath the cage and just keep doing the down A, he just keeps popping up and popping back down. Mm. The the one with the the Enderman was like extremely difficult for me because they would just kick my ass every single time. And I only barely won because I didn't I didn't watch that whole Sakurai presentation. I fell asleep during a lot of it. So I didn't understand a lot of the basic mechanics of how this character worked. So mm-hmm. I kept running out of iron and I could not like do the attacks that do the most damage. So I'm kind of in a similar place where we want me and Bless watched the the live react or the the reaction. We, we made reactions to the reveal of uh of steve but because sakurai didn't do the whole presentation until the minecon thing a couple days later i actually never got the chance to to sit down and watch it for the first time playing a new character not knowing anything about it on top of that not knowing anything about minecraft i have never <laughs> been this lost in a smash brothers game i have no idea what the hell's going on I, it's seeing the different characters is really like mind-boggling to me where i'm like what is the difference between steve and this Enderman, Slenderman thing, and uh, like all the just different variations going on. All the levels look like garbage now. <laughs> I'm just like, I I know that I sound like a total hater right now, but like this, I don't like this, guys. I I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't want this shit in my in my Smash Brothers. Not there's in my because, Smash Brothers. <laughs> there's a very like old man yells at cloud kind of aspect of this though. It's like I am sure that there are kids who are like from ages like four to 15, six, 18, whatever that 
are losing their minds at all this stuff. That are saying like, oh my god, they got a skeleton spirit. Or they they executed Steve perfectly when he falls asleep exactly. in the bed. And that it's they like, nailed it, right? Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't understand anything about this character. This is not working for me. Yeah, like jokes aside, I this is the first new character in Smash Brothers in potentially ever that I'm just like, I, I don't enjoy this. Wow. <laughs> like, See, it's yeah. funny being a mi- more way more of a Minecraft fan than a Smash fan, I think, in modern times. Like everything you're saying makes me interested in it like oh man that'd be cool to go see and i'd love to go see how the levels look in in the minecraft way yeah i mean this the the weird an issue that i have is a lot of the moves and again i should do more research and actually watch the how-to thing to understand this character because like even his b move i'm like i don't really understand what's happening what's the bar uh he just kind of switches like i don't know it looks like he's digging in some he like yeah he mines and like different items seem to be popping up but like i don't know what they do (laughs) But did you know, Imran? So you have to, basically above your life bar or life percentage, you have a material bar. And you fill that up with materials. And occasionally you'll dig things that will allow you to upgrade your weapons. But the materials determine how, if you can do certain moves. So like, let's say you don't have any iron. You cannot do the anvil move. You cannot do the minecart move. You Mm -hmm. can't do like certain other things. You don't have enough wood. You can't build blocks out of wood. So that makes it harder to like, you know, use the the neutral bee in the air when you're trying to recover. So it's stuff like that. There are a couple of moves that are not like uh, resource dependent, but most of them are. And you will have, will have a very hard time killing anything if you don't have any resources like banked. I would have not known that. I it didn't is, know that it changed the the moves at all. I was using the the the, the up A and the anvil like all the time, and it seemed mm-hmm. fine. But. It is so incredibly complicated. Like. I feel like this is like when I gave my parents an iPhone and I was like, hey, figure this out. <laughs> like, see what you can do with this. That's what it feels like to me is that I'm sure people who play Minecraft understand all this easily. But for me, I'm look, looking at like several different things and just not understanding any of it. Yeah. And it's it's cool, though, because, you know, to the credit of Sakurai and what Smash is like, there's so much love and care clearly put into it. This just seems to be the first time that. I, it totally goes over my head and mm-hmm. it, some of that comes off as annoying because unlike a lot of the other characters these characters get in the way of the stages like and and granted i was doing the spirit battles so a lot of them had multiple minecraft characters at once sometimes like upwards of six or seven of them and they're all like creating blocks and shit on the normal levels and it just turns into just chaos of just pixelated garbage mm-hmm. and it's just like this sucks yeah damn. <laughs> but i i wonder if like I'll ever be able to wrap my head around understanding the the core of the the character's gameplay without fully understanding Minecraft. Because Minecraft is something that I have watched at least three, five to ten minute explanation videos of what Minecraft is, and I still don't get it. <laughs> I this Legos. is gonna be one of those, yeah, basically, yeah, is Lego blocks. But, but that's that's like that is well, like you gotta you gotta mine and you gotta craft, <laughs> and it's like all right, <laughs> we can say Legos, but where does the mining mining and the crafting come in? I'm with you, Tim. I, I've never understood Minecraft. It's always fascinated I mean, me. If you've played any survival game, you've played like the core of Minecraft at this point. Like hell, if you played Fortnite, you play you played a lot of like what Minecraft is. Get your mats, yeah, yeah. But on top of that, uh, of just like not really vibing with the character so far, I feel like this is the least interesting uh, like update Smash has had in a long time. Where I feel like there's not that many spirits to do. And there wasn't that much other extra stuff added. Whereas, like, I feel like the last couple DLC characters, there was more new gameplay. There was more new things to do. I I think num- numerically you're wrong there because I there are more Minecraft spirits than there usually are for DLC. 
uh, I mean, like not, Min Min. Not for the first ones. I mean, yeah, I guess Min Min was an exception. Min Min, like Persona 5 had the most, I think. And then since then, it's been like some are, some are one page, some go on to the second page. But like Min Min had a decent number, but a lot of them you would have already had because they were arms characters that were in the game already in terms of mm-hmm. spirits. Like Minecraft has a decent amount. It's just like, I think they're just done adding a lot of content beyond the fighters. It's just going to be like, here's a fighter, here's some associated spirits, here's a classic mode, and that's kind of it. That's it. Like, yeah. we're not getting anything else. Yeah. Which, hey, look, I'll take more characters. I'm, I'm still hey. stoked this is happening. And, and at the end of the day, I'm happy that Steve's in it. I do think that it's super important to represent different eras of gamers. And that is, while it goes over my head, I'm sure there are many people yeah. that totally like how much- are going to main him. How much bigger can you get than Steve at this point? Like I, I, I like I think the the route you go down you go down at this point is I know get Fortnite characters in there and it's like all right well where are you gonna go go from here? Right now I'm in a state of I'm I'm uh, uh, boycotting Super Smash Brothers because they did my boy dirty. They, they made a uh, Travis <laughs> Travis touchdown a uh, me costume yes, and I ain't did. with that. Mm-hmm. I ain't I with that. that too. Did you buy it? Yeah, I did. I have, you, have you put it on? Yeah. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet, but okay. I always just buy the things. Just I'm so. curious. I'm curious yeah. if it does feel cool to actually like rock that thing and use the the swordsman. But aside from look, that, look, though, look, I'm, look I'm you're thinking about buying <laughs> it already. <laughs> you're, dirty and you're over here like, wait, is it good? Though? Should I get it? Do I pick it up? See, blessing. What you need to do is you need to put Travis versus Cloud and recreate that fight from the starting number heroes too. Oh, uh, with, with that one guy who looks way too much like Cloud. Like oh, identical. Is he, is he supposed to be like Cloud? Is that the, yes. is that like that a, bit? a joke? Yes. I didn't put that together. That's actually kind of funny. Hey. hey. Uh moving on, I want to talk about a game that we didn't have time to talk about last week. Genshin Impact. Mm. Oh. Has anyone here besides Imran played it? I played like a couple hours of it. What's the word, I've, guys? Imran probably has way more to say than than I do cuz I I started it and I kind of dropped off because my journey with it was booting it up the night it came out. It was like a Sunday night or whatever. Uh I booted it up, played a bit, tried to like wrap my mind around it and basically I came away from it with the idea that, okay, this is a Breath of the Wild-like game, open-world, free-to-play, action RPG, which is really unique. Like, we don't really mm-hmm. get many of those, which is the thing that kind of attracted me to wanting to try it out and seeing what it is. Uh, as I started playing it, though, like, it felt like it it almost felt like a mobile game port in terms of how it runs, in terms of how kind of chanky i feel like some of it feels mm-hmm. uh and then also in terms of the gotcha mechanics because since it's free to play the way they go about monetizing is having these uh like having these gotcha systems and having you essentially buy character packs or character upgrades and all this stuff um that said like i think the art style is cool it is very anime it is very like a like here are your waifus here's the here's a character that is basically navi but it's navi with a personality oh, and very sucks. like yeah, I don't. I, I didn't really like her that much, but like, I, and I've not been paying attention enough to Twitter and what, what the reactions have been to see how people have been reacting to the characters in the game. But coming away from it, I was like, all right, this seems like it's going somewhere. This seems like it has something to it. I don't know if I'm gonna come back to it. We'll see. But over the last few weeks, it seems like people have really been digging it. Yeah, like IGN gave it a nine, which is surprising. Like, I really like the game. I think I put about twenty hours into it. I don't know that I would score it that high, but. It is definitely a is a game that seems like it cribbed from Breath of the Wild and then went, okay, what can we do to improve that? Or what, what are people complaining about in Breath of the Wild? And the answer was, well, there's no music, so what if we added a lot more music? And a lot Those of people were wrong, though. The music <laughs> in Breath of the Wild is perfect. <laughs> like, people complained about the, uh, 
the lack of or the degrade or degrading weapons that you have like would eventually break. So they don't break in this game. They complain about the battle system a little bit. Then like this game is honestly a pretty good battle system. It's very tales of you know blank like. It's it is Berlin. litigiously close. Yeah, litigiously close to uh, tales of the, not turtles Berlin. <laughs> that would be a cool battle system though. Uh, it is litigiously close to Breath of the Wild though. Like there. The main enemies, the hill turtles or whatever they're called, are straight up just moblins. Like yes, <laughs> they are. And like their their encampments are moblin like encampments. It like there's even a little glider that is exactly like Breath of the Wild glider, except it's wings as opposed to like a whatever the Breath of the Wild thing was. And like instead of Korok missions, there's you get like little things to basically you like currency to upgrade a statue to get more stamina and stuff like that. In terms of the gotcha mechanics, it's not that bad. The only thing you really gotcha are weapons and characters. And you get enough of the in-game currency to do it without... I I put about five bucks in this game just because it was free and I figured, what the hell, I'm enjoying it, why not? I have not ever needed to actually pay money for a role. I've gotten like eight characters at this point and like four of them are free and then the other four have been like also free, but I had, to, I had to roll for them. Can you explain that a little bit more? Like, how exactly does the gotcha thing work in this game? Because Breath of the Wild with gotcha sounds like I, I'm struggling to put those together. So you can basically weapons and characters are random. So you pay, uh, they call them wishes, but you can like, you have the currency of primo gems that you get from like, doing things in the game that you can convert to wishes. I forget the exact currency. I think it's like a hundred. 300 for one or 160 for one something like that but you pay that and then it will roll a random item or person character for you and they have different rates so characters who are stronger are weighed higher so they're less likely to show up i got a couple of four stars really early on and i have not gotten anything since then so it's been a little bit more repetitive because i've like i have these characters and i want different elements that they cover it's like the two four stars I rolled early were a fire element and a earth element. So I got nothing in my party that covers water. I got nothing in my party that covers of the seven elements. I forget what the other ones are, but like I've got no water, for example. So it, it encourages me to keep rolling for better ones. And I'm fighting that. Be like, I'm not going to spend any money in this game, just out of principle. <laughs> but yeah, it's that is the part that I think is just. It's fun to have all these different characters because they do control differently. They do have different things. Like the two fire elements I have is one is a kind of low tier archer who has just fire arrows, and one is a like a character with a spear that like does cool melee combos and like puts out a doll that breathes fire. And they're not at all similar, so I can just choose between them depending on you know what the scenario requires. The game doesn't feel as deliberate as Breath of the Wild, and I think that's ultimately its main problem, mm. is that. Here's a, it's a cool playground, and they took some, like, they made some quality of life improvements for sure to Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't feel like, oh, they meant for this thing to be here. And, like, how should I put this? It feels like they made a map and then filled things into the map. And Breath of the Wild mm. feels like they decided where things should be and then made the map around it. And I, mm. I, that's such a, like, it's such a difficult thing to convey that I'm not sure anyone's going to, like, Unless you've played both games extensively, it's hard to like see what the difference is. But yeah, it's I think it's a good game. I think it's worth downloading and playing for a couple of hours, like until you get bored. But 
I also think like I, I saw I think Digital Trends had a story today that was five things Genshin Impact does better than Breath of the Wild. And one of the things I said was this game has way more story. And it's like that's not a thing I'd say is better than Breath of the Wild. I think this game has way too much story and everything takes like 10 text boxes longer than it needs to. And mm-hmm. it's things like that of like, maybe you'll find it better. Maybe those are things that you might enjoy more, but they could also be just as like it turn you off as well. And this is also a mobile game. It is on, yeah, Android, iOS, uh, PS4, which does not run great, by the way. No. And uh, PC. Interesting. It's really interesting to see this game kind of coexist at the same time where we're getting Immortals Phoenix Rising in a, mm-hmm. in a few months. Uh, because I feel like both those games, both these games are trying to be Breath of the Wild in different yet similar ways. Like you mentioned the article that is, here are five things that Genshin Impact does that are better than Breath of the Wild. And I feel like you're going to get that same exact article when Immortals Phoenix Rising comes out because <laughs> both these games feel like they are solving for things that Breath of the Wild kind of, uh, I think, maybe rubbed certain groups of people the wrong way like yeah when it does come to the degrading weapons or when it does come to the story or the lack of story or however you want to uh you know want to call it out or when it comes to the soundtrack like breath of the wild had had certain elements to it that i think some people me for example adored like i i think the weapon degradation works great because the game's kind of the game is designed around that system i think the music is great because i i i, I like the piano music that is there and i think them using it sparringly was pretty artistically done but mm-hmm. i know so many people that did not like those things i know so many people that that jumped into breath of the wild and they're like why is this open world so so empty why is there nothing to do you know where's the story where's the narrative where are the side quests uh and immortal immortals phoenix rising seems like it's gonna have that genshin impact seems like it has a lot of the stuff that you know people people want from that i'm curious to see like post i guess 2020 after we've gotten both these games which one people seem to gravitate toward more and what like the end lesson ends up being with all of it. Because like, I, I, I want to like both Immortals Phoenix Rising and Genshin Impact because Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite games I've ever played. But I, I do find that there are things when I play those games or when I, when I've previewed Immortals Phoenix Rising, when I, when I tried out Genshin Impact, immediately something felt off about both those games and i couldn't really put my finger on it i think part of it is one of the main things i liked about breath of the wild well two of the main things i liked about breath of the wild were one the exploration discovery aspect of it like you know i think that is probably the biggest takeaway from that game is how well it, it guides you through the map you mentioned how the world feels designed around uh uh like it's it it is hard it's just hard to put into words but the, yeah. the world feels very designed uh deliberately like you know, you're going to the Twin Peaks for a reason. You know, like there's a po- there are puzzles built around the Twin Peaks of Breath, Breath of the Wild. There are uh, when the when Breath of the Wild first came out, I forget who it was that put out the article about the weenies. But like when you started off in the Great Plateau, right, and you look around the map, right, and you see the floating thing, and you see the desert area, and you see uh, Death Mountain, and you see Ganon's Ganon's Castle, and you see all the different uh, points of interest from that main central area that they start you off from, that is like a thing that is then leading you to experiencing the world in a very uh, deliberate fashion in a way that I feel like both Genshin Impact and Immortals Phoenix Rising, like in those those games might have them there and I might just, uh, specifically Immortals Phoenix Rising, because I know in that game, those kind of a Ganon's Castle-esque thing that i remember seeing but like, I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to go as hard as Breath of the Wild did with that stuff. And then also, 
the physics systems in Breath of the Wild is like the other big thing that I absolutely mm-hmm. love, right? The idea that you can have you can have it be rain, like you can have a thunderstorm going on, you know, and because of the thunderstorm, that means that if I have a metal sword equipped, I'm in danger. But if I throw that metal sword at an enemy and lightning strikes, that can then kill my enemies, which can then cause the grass to catch on fire from from the lightning, and I can use that fire and like glide up it to get like a height advantage on my enemies, and then drop down with my with my you know axe or whatever it is, right? Like. Those what moments, a fucking game. Let's go. Yeah, like those <laughs> moments in Breath of the Wild are so cool, and I still go back to that game, and I still experience new moments like that because the game is, is designed around a, f- a physics system that feels so smart and so uh, free in terms of how you use it. And Genshin Impact has like the elemental stuff, which feels like it's trying to go for a bit of that, yeah. but doesn't necessarily go all the way in terms of like freedom of using that stuff in puzzle puzzles both puzzle solving and in combat and like i mean just however you want to um immortals phoenix rising same thing like it has hints of that but like doesn't i don't think uh, or um immortals phoenix rising is going to go all the way with that either and so like I don't know, I'm, I'm i'm interested to see like the pro- progression of all these games and like to see like the ways in which they continue to stay the same but also differ and which one and, and how how different audiences kind of latch on to these different games my hope is that by the end of this year i want to go like oh yeah immortal space riding and genshin impact did things that absolutely improved on breath of the wild and then next year breath of the wild 2 comes out and be like oh fuck that this game is just way better than all of those <laughs> <laughs> greg you were not yeah. playing genshin impact i was but not, you were no. playing second extinction yeah, me and Bless played Second Extinction today, an early access game where uh, you run around in first-person shooter mode shooting dinosaurs for one to three players. So it was me, uh, Bless, and Andy today uh, did a stream that was sponsored but not sponsored by Second Im- Extinction. It was sponsored by uh, NXT. NXT, right? WWE NXT. Nope. No, NXT, NXT, the wrestlers. NXT. The amazing computer uh, brand. They're uh, awesome. My apologies. I, got, I, was under, I, didn't, I kept making Triple H references. Nobody understood. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we ran around and played this PC game today, and I had little to no expectations for it. I think we had seen it, what, at the one of the Xbox showcases, right, Bless, where we had commentated over it. Yeah. The it one, the, like, I'm just going to call it the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Xbox showcase. Fair that's enough. the, yeah, that's that the thing that they're showing there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that was one that was announced there. It's in early access now on Steam, and we jumped in and played it. And I had a hell of a time with it. I was, you know, what I mean, like it's this weird early access PC game that was given uh, me and blessing, and I think maybe even Andy all kinds of fucking trouble starting and keeping it in the right resolution and doing stuff. Which, of course, I chalk up to PC gaming in general. But uh, the game itself was a ton of fun, right, bless. Yeah, no, I had a blast with it. Like, I'm not necessarily one to to fall in love with the Left 4 Dead like games, yeah. but this one specifically, I, I I think the actual act of controlling and playing it, like the the first person shooting, is really solid and really fun. In the way the way in which the the raptors break apart when I shoot them at at a uh, uh, shoot them in the face with my shotgun, very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, that, and that was what I wasn't expecting. I think you know, my, and I I was gonna say we as an industry, but definitely me, Greg Miller. I'm so quick to say, oh, it's trying to be Left 4 Dead. Oh, it's doing this and trying to do what Left 4 Dead did. And to step into this game and not know what we're getting, hadn't played it, played it until we turned it on today, and find that, oh, man, it is literally just jump in and, like, you know, pick which character you want to be. 
they have different you know special abilities or whatever but you get to go through and pick what weapons they have and go from there to run in there and just have it be us three running around trying to pull off the objective to then you know get to the end and exfiltrate out like it was fun uh you know it was challenging at times they have a bunch of big dinosaurs in there that are a, a threat i don't know what you call that one with the you know tim you're a big dinosaur fan mm-hmm. the big dude who kind of you kind of think of it like having a giant turtle shell and he's got that big tail that he spins oh, around the with that's the one yeah mm-hmm. uh, he was there and yeah he was, you know his belly was uh, uh the only weak spot so you know we had to blow at him and then he would start tipping over and try to throw a grenade to roll him on his side and then shoot him in the belly and it was it ran well and it was it was fun to play and you know it was it is left for dead to run around and shoot a bunch of stuff and then andy screaming and we have to run over there and help him but i had yeah. a lot of fun with it i think it has like a lot of hints of greatness too like i think uh it being an early access for where it's at right now i think it's in a good place like playing hades has made me such a believer in in early early access because i've been watching the danny the um the no clip doc about the making of hades i think it's called develop developing hell um where they they track hades from its early access launch great name you clever son the, of a bitch. They, they <laughs> basically tracked Hades from it launching in early access and what that looked like. And yeah, like coming back to Hades and playing it uh, as a fully released game, you know, everybody's in love with it. Everybody's like, this is fantastic. Everybody's talking about how good it is. But, you know, watching that early access journey, I think reveals a lot of things in terms of, okay, cool. Like they, they started with a lot of these ideas in place, but it's cool to see them add in certain weapons or see them struggle with how a certain boss fight played out or see them struggle with, oh, there are these glitches here that are messing up the whole thing. Like, you know, playing Second Extinction and seeing that me, Andy, and Greg all had our different character builds. Because there are different characters you can choose from that had different abilities. Uh, but we had our, we had our different characters, had our different weapons. But then, like, there are certain support items that you can get that would get airdrops. And so, like, at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, if Andy if Andy has the one that calls down equipment, which will give him grenades and stuff, and then Greg has the one that will call down ammo, which will give us more gun ammo, I guess I, I can just get the one that is the airstrike, which will then cause, like, a massive, like, massive damage uh, effect on the enemies. And then, like, that turned out to be really great build because then when we did come up against the tim what was the the dinosaur co- called again uh the rhino salakabu yeah that, that guy one, all right that's the one. whenever whenever we'd come face to face with them i would use the, that my uh my airstrike ability and that would mm-hmm. knock him out and that was way better than the first time around where we were all just struggling with him for like 10 minutes at a time because he just wouldn't go down we had to get flip him over the airstrike took him out in one hit um and so to see I, stuff like that i think is really fun and it, i think it signifies like a good very a good starting place for this game and that's the thing is it's a starting place right where we you know we did two missions i thought both of them were meaty right what that stream was like an hour and a half probably right and there was yeah. you know it, was it seemed like the missions were like 40 that, minutes 45 minutes i think yeah and i wasn't bored with them i wasn't anxious for them to be done it, I, mean, I was anxious for them to be done when it was time to be anxious right of like I, we've completed all the objectives get to the exfiltration point okay call in the chopper or the you know hella jet or whatever the hell it is and then of course you know it's a standoff for like a minute 10 or whatever and more and more people are coming more and more enemies are coming but there was that thing that you know we always joke around about when you watch the ubisoft uh, e3 presentations and you get that all right they're on your six all right i'm dropping this over here there was that happening right of like all right i'm gonna call it in everybody drop your you know the resupplies so that we know where everything is when it happens i find the idea of calling it an airstrike and a dinosaur hilarious and i'm just <laughs> like <laughs> well that was the thing busting we were underground we had to move these mine carts right like into position and blow it up to take out this like thing they had taken the dinosaurs had you know their little breeding ground in and we're we're in there in the tunnels and blessings like man i'd love to call on my airstrike right now but i doubt it would work and i'm like dude this is a game about dinosaurs do it it's gonna work and sure in the tunnel an airstrike comes down yeah. somehow or whatever and it's like who gives honestly it? hilarious oh, yeah <laughs> 
That's great, man. What killed the dinosaurs, Greg? The Ice Age. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, tell me about Forgone. Forgone, a game I talked about on PS I Love You this week that I am super impressed with. It's not the, a game that should speak to me. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to kick you a trailer just because I think it's easier to see or whatever. Uh, there you All go. Right, all right, well, yeah. uh, it's a 2D action platformer that isn't a roguelike, but has like that I feeling to it of progression and coming back to it. But it was in kind of funny game showcase from back in summer when we did the E3 one in 2019. Uh, we've seen it make the rounds here a lot. I think it was in the Nintendo presentation when they announced their Switch release date or whatever. But out on consoles now, another game that was out in early access and. What speaks to me about it is that I think glancing at it and watching it right now and seeing it, it wouldn't be what I would define as uh, my kind of game. Like I look at it and the 2D platformer, you know, double jump kind of thing usually doesn't speak to me uh, that loudly. But playing it, it's simple enough to get into. And even when I lose, be like, all right, hold on. I know I can do this. Like, you know, for me, usually it's coming up against a boss in one of these kind of games that'll be the turn off of motherfucker i gotta memorize this pattern how do i do that and what do i do next and yada 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 for this one being uh the simplicity of having a melee weapon having a ranged weapon having a dodge slash slide you can use and then having uh two different abilities assigned to your uh, shoulder buttons playing on playstation 4 um it was easy to get into and wrap your head around and then there's this loot grind to it of getting new items off of the enemies you beat then going back to you know hq and having a blacksmith you can have him upgrade your weapons or upgrade your armor having this you know skill tree that you're going through and as you go through the levels which have a bit of metroidvania to them of you going through and you know only opening up on the map or showing on the map screen what you found or what where you've been before uh you'll find things little uh you know upgrade modules that when you take back you can apply to make your skills better so like you know i use this uh dash slash or whatever so making that more powerful and making my melee attacks tether an enemy to the ground and that tether starts to deal damage and as i upgrade it deal more and more damage um the you know the roguelike part of it is that when you go through these worlds and you die you go back to your home base and there you can talk to a guy who'll give you back half of what you've earned from the currencies that'll either be applied to the blacksmith or the you know sage person that's giving you your upgrade upgrades and then you can go back in there and the doors you've opened already are going to be opened already so it is this thing of again even when i do fuck up and die i feel like i've made some progression even when i you know i I screw up and come back to it i feel like i'm moving forward yeah sorry that's more souls like than roguelike yeah, I guess it is in that way, right? Yeah, because I think that was the thing. Everybody was trying to hang so much dead cells on it. It from, looks a well, lot like dead cells. It, it looks does. Yeah. It clearly, it looks clearly, like an inspiration there. clearly an inspiration there. But yeah, it plays differently in the way that, yeah, you're making the pr- progress and keep going. Kevin, why are you still obsessed with these Buffalo Blasts from Cheesecake Factory that you can get on DoorDash using the code MORNING? <laughs> I hate him so much, but I love is this, him. Does, is it uh, Metroidvania-ish? It is in the way, like I was talking earlier about how the map's presented. I haven't run into a thing of like, hmm, how do I do this? I don't have the skill oh, yeah. kind of thing, or I don't have the item hmm. for it. That may exist. I'm still early in the game. It was one of those things where I had a, a great night or two, maybe. Maybe the weekend is when I did it. I forget when we got code, but I played it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was that thing of like, I'll play this for a little bit, and then switch over and do my dailies and Avengers. And instead, it was like, oh, no, I'm going to play this all the way through that night and keep going and going and uh, jumping into it that way. But I'm impressed with it. It's a, a little indie game. Uh, seems to be doing pretty well. And I think it's interesting in that with the way I've described it. Like, obviously I think it's, you know, I, yeah. And I know like indie, what does indie fucking mean anymore? But it means like 
in the way of playing it, you're like the presentation and the way, like even like little guns and your gun chucks, you can get nunchucks that are guns that are represented on the screen and Fantastic. stuff. It's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very like basic in that way, but I think there's a gameplay hook to it, and I think it's a, an enjoyable play. Bless. Before we move on to talking about the Xbox Series X, God, you got 120 stars. I did. Mario 64. I'm still I at, I think, 93 the, the last time I, I popped it in. It's wild how, like, I, without even realizing it, I just fell in, into it. Um, I mentioned on PSLV XOXO because we have a what we've been playing segment on that show. And, like, I think at a certain point I, I mentioned that, oh, yeah, ever since I beat Persona 5 Royal, I've not really been married to a game. I've been playing just all these different games, but not, I've not necessarily been, like, you know, on one. And it was yesterday as I was completing it where I was, like, or maybe it was two days ago at this point. But it was as I was completing uh, Mario 64 or, like, completing is and getting the 120th star where I was, like, oh, I guess I have been married to this game. Like, I've been playing this game nonstop. It's been such a reminder that, uh it's 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 one of those things where when i think of the n64 era and i think of n64 games and i think we all have the shared understanding that none of those games have aged well like it's hard to go back x y or ab i guess yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. i know i was going through xyz abc but etc cetera, etc cetera. um but man i and maybe this is just a the fanboy in me but i feel like mario 64 has aged so well like i feel like the game plays so well i feel like the level design is so good the more and more I played the game, the more and more I was like, wow, there are geniuses that made this thing. Like, actual genius, <laughs> geniuses that made this game. Um, yeah. No, I feel very satisfied with my 120-star uh, journey. And I actually wanted to use this as a jumping-off point. Because as I was getting my 120 stars, I started to have the thought about how big of a Mario fan that I am across all the games. And I started to have the thought of, man, I wonder if, like, we polled people who people would say is the biggest Mario fan at Kind of Funny, to which, to which I made the leap that I assume people would probably say that Tim Gettys mm-hmm. is the biggest Mario fan yeah. at mm-hmm. Kind of Funny, which made I'd me think, that as well. which made me think, I wonder if I can challenge that, huh? <laughs> which made me think, man, Extra Life is coming up soon, isn't it? <laughs> I love which that. Made, which, which made me sit down and think, how can, it, it, if, me and Tim wanted to sit down and do some sort of challenge, some sort of competition to see who's the biggest Mario fan at Kind of Funny. What would that look like? So, Tim, That's I have a good question. I have a proposition for you, oh, and I can oh, let oh. you work out the details whether this happens at Extra Life or this happens separately. Whatever this looks like for you, because you're the you're the the plan guy. You know how to plan things out in a way that works. Okay. But I got an idea, right? Five we're, already, we're, we're we're in October still. Are we trying to get to Mario? I don't know. You get, you're gonna have to help me out. That can be November. It's, it's, it's Mario's 35th anniversary. Right? Okay. This is like okay. this is a year long thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Five rounds, five challenges. I've written two down. Ooh. All right. Okay. The first challenge. The first challenge I want to do. Me and you. All mm-hmm. right. Well, actually, where? Let me find it because I've written it down, but it's in one of my sticky notes. And I gotta pull it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta cycle through these things. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I want to see who can be, and this is essentially going to be like a race format between me and you. Okay. All right. The okay. first challenge who can get, who can be the first to beat the first Bowser in Mario 64? I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Me versus you. That's challenge number one. Challenge number two who can get the most coins in Mario 3 in under 10 minutes? All right. The most coins. The most coins. Interesting. Okay. Switch things up. Yeah. That's a bizarre right? challenge, but I'm yeah. in. Yeah. But those are, the, those are the two that I've thought of. What I want you to do. Is uh-huh. think of your own two challenges. I mean, I think a basic one we need is beating Mario one. 
Like beating it. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I mean the, the entire game. Bless, it's a Ooh. trick. Don't do it. Don't do it, Bless. Oh. It's a trick. <laughs> he knows how to do it faster than you. I can tell you right now. But I can train. I got time. Yeah, it's not rocket science. I got time. All right. Bless, don't Hold do on, it. It's I, a trick. I'm just, gonna, I'm just putting this out there now. Like, I love that you're, you're calling me out, and I am in. But we got our boy Imran here, too. And I'm just saying, he's probably a big fan as well. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, I, we, can make, you, we can make this a three-way. <laughs> what a re-endorsement of himself from here, <laughs> No, no I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like your prof or your challenges so far are very for five challenges. It's a very early Mario centric. There's mm -hmm. not a whole lot in the well, last that's what, like, twenty years. Well, that's that's the way I, I was kind of thinking about thinking about it, right? Because I know my bread and butter when it comes to my two favorite Mario games, there are Mario Three, and Mario Sixty Four. And so I figure if I'm going to make two challenges, I'm going to make those two. Can I have Tim make his own two challenges? I'm sure Tim loves Mario Galaxy or, or who knows, Mario Odyssey. You know, I do want to do Mario, Mario Paint. You guys have to recreate the Mona Lisa and whoever's the most active. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will fuck you up in that attack, though. You ain't ready for that. But Yeah, that's true. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you in that attack. Hey, I love th – this is, this is fantastic, but <sighs> – See the Imran, in, in, Imran, in, give, come up on the spot with some other challenges it's, here. It's, it's solidify, right? My, my idea was, all right, I'll come up with two. Tim comes up with two. We'll have a third party come up with the fifth challenge. You get a Dan okay. Riker. Somebody else we know who loves Mario. No, don't I mean, bring Mario. Oh, we can we can bring You'll Imran into bringing this. Dan into this. <laughs> Mario sixty four. Who gets the better time on Cooper the Quick and Bobon Battlefield? That's pretty good. Yeah, Ooh, the uh, race up. I I feel like if you guys do a trivia, I want to write the actual trivia questions for that one. See, I like that. Ooh. I want a trivia challenge for sure. Yeah, because I will fuck you guys up with that one with like the most dumb bullshit possible. I love it. I like like this. what? But give me like what type of trivia would like it be? This. Like about the directors and stuff of the games, no, or would it be like, about like which, specific which, levels? Like I mean, stuff like which Mario game had the most polygons in Mario's mustache? Odyssey, right? You'd think so. No, it's a Mario Party. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> oh shit! You're not a Mario fan. <laughs> that, see that's what's interesting about this is the the who's the bigger fan who's better at the games and who's the bigger fan i think are different questions okay and I, I don't know how good you are and I, look i'm not good at video games i would never claim that i'm like super mm -hmm. good at video games but there are certain things that i'm like i'm pretty good at and beating mario won fairly quickly not faster than anyone in the world but just see, fairly like quickly this. is something i'm pretty good at because like here's the thing my two challenges are based off the fact that i think i'm very good at mario 64 and i think i'm also very good at mario 3 and so like those are two that i'm very confident in when it comes to like just the movement mechanics mario 1 is a very interesting one because i think i'm very average in mario 1 like yeah. i know the path to to get it i think i know the path to getting uh, to the final level quickly right because it's the warp path it's the warp pipe in in uh world two mm -hmm. and i assume you take that to like world four one four. bless one. Yeah. yeah bless he's yeah. playing you dude he's he world playing. record fast almost <laughs> no i'm not i'm not i'm not i i have heard tim brag that he can beat mario one in around six minutes no i did not say that with no my, way now he's trying to get out of it. Now yeah, he's trying no, to get out of it. definitely said that. I am fine with training. I can train. No, no, no. no. The best I've ever done is is under ten, and that that was only yeah once. nine minutes, right? See, the <laughs> thing that fucks me up is that uh, is eight one through eight four. Mm -hmm. I will yeah, no, die a lot. They don't fuck around. Yeah, they don't well, fuck around in in World Four. The key World to eight, beating Mario one fast is to not lose your firepower. If you lose your if you fuck up somewhere in eight one to eight four where you get small, it makes eight four infinitely harder. Because you have to get not just through Bowser at the end throwing all, all the hammers, but there's a hammer brother right before the thing with the lava going up, and that'll mess up your day. 
Yeah. Because if you're big, you can just jump, run through, take the hit. It doesn't matter. Cheese it. Cheese it. See, how I'm, long? I'm, this, is gonna be, this is me making an admission. I don't like 8 4 has like kind of the maze sequence, right? Where you are trying mm -hmm. to figure out which is the right path, which is the right pipe, et cetera, et cetera. I do not know <laughs> which is which. Like, oh, that would take me a minute to figure Greg, out. Look I feel at these like, nerds. to be fair, what we should do is like, <laughs> it's one. It's one challenge per generation. Fair. See, but he so, needs he wants a Mario 3 challenge, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need, is, to, we need to cut that Mario 3 challenge out if you want to keep the Mario 1 challenge. Damn. Because, like, there are so many Mario games along the way here that I think one per generation is the only way we can do it for five. I mean, we can make that work. But, like, no, we can make that way, right? Mario, Mario 64, Mario... And, uh, like, if we, if we did, like, a... a rank the top five Mario games. Like, all those games are in there, right? Like, Mario 64, Mario 3, Mario 1. I guess World would be in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, pro like, probably, like, Odyssey or Galaxy or something. And I feel like that's a good range. Yeah. I love I, I, would, I would think Mario 1, World, 64, 3, and then a, mo and then a modern one. Yeah. I, I would assume Odyssey, just because it's easier at this point. Yeah. We can do, like, a Cooper race in Odyssey. Oh no! Now, now you're setting Tim up. I've seen your videos. <laughs> you are setting Tim up. Yeah, on no, he'll destroy me in Mario Odyssey <laughs> with that stuff. I'm bitching this. It's just three, two, one, go. Whoever beats Mario one, Mario two, Mario three, and uh, Mario sixty four up to the first Bowser. First Bowser. Oh, you you will get me in Mario. At least you. Mario I'll one and two. <laughs> Mario three. I start to fuck up in that last world. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we can if you guys out. have wait, suggestions, wait. see now let us I'm, know. Getting, I'm getting excited because it's like I think we could do this if you connect uh, your OBS to be yeah, your virtual camera. camera, yeah, and then you have the gameplay that like that that could work. We could make this work. Like I was just showing that to Andy, that actually works pretty easily. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But let us know your suggestions. Go to the Reddit. I think that'll be a good place. If you can make a, a Reddit thread, just put all your suggestions and we'll go from there. Uh, and while but, we're here, I want to challenge an Extra Life friend to a Patapon competition. <laughs> <laughs> Who can get the farthest this Patapon one without one death? <laughs> is that is that like a thing that... No. Makes <laughs> <laughs> me like, what's Patapon? But now, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Gamescast is brought to you by AT&T, 5G, and Samsung. Thanks to Samsung and AT&T for sponsoring this podcast. Samsung's newest phone, the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G, powered by AT&T 5G, is available now. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and coverage, not in all areas. Here are just some of the new features you can try out on this device. Cloud gaming will be available with the power of 5G. You can try out cloud gaming with high-performance experiences brought to you via the newest Samsung devices powered by AT&T 5G. Uh, the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G also has a 120 hertz adaptive display that automatically adjusts the refresh rate according to the content you're viewing. That's super awesome. You gotta love that convenience. Uh, an intelligent battery that optimizes for your gameplay. Between 5G support, Wi-Fi optimization, and the advanced processor, you get a smooth gaming experience with virtually no lag. Uh, you can head over to att.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G to learn how you can get the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 5G for free or the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G for just $299 for a limited time. Again, check us out. Check that out at att.com slash Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G. Next, shout out to Guideline. Offering a 401k sends a great message to your employees. It says you have their back when it comes to choosing a 401k provider for them. Which one? 
will have yours. Guideline provides easy and affordable 401k plans for small businesses and startups. Whether you're offering an employee retirement plan for the first time or want to make changes to your current retirement benefits, they design a plan to fit your needs. You can get set up in as little as 10 minutes. Guideline handles the admin, compliance testing, record keeping, and investment management. There are no separate setup costs, no added investment fees, and monthly fees start at only $39 $39 plus $8 for each employee, and they integrate with prop popular payroll providers. Over 13,000 companies use Guidelines to manage their 401k. You could join them. Uh, for a limited time, if you go to guideline.com slash kindoffunny and tell them you came from Kind of Funny Podcast, you can get a $100 gift card when you start your 401k plan with Guideline. That's guideline.com slash kindoffunny to get a 401k for your business. Don't forget, guideline.com slash kindoffunny. And tell them the kind of funny games cast sent you. And now the topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Xbox Series X, Greg, Imran, blessing me. We've all been (laughs) able to play it. We've gotten our hands on it. We've got to play around with a whole bunch of stuff. And now our lips are unsealed. We're allowed to say essentially anything we want with our experience. No more just being able to talk about quick resume or just being able to talk about this, that or whatever. Imran, what are your thoughts? So I've mostly been testing like backwards compatibility because there are like very few like Series X games available for us to play. Yeah. So I've the backwards compatibility on that thing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, keep in mind I am not a digital foundry. I don't have like frame rate testing equipment. I I tested two games to see, I got a PS4 Pro and a Series X just because like I had those games available. Like, I tried Kingdom Hearts three on both. It is a night and day difference how good, how much better it runs on the Series X than how it ran on the PS4 Pro. Like, Tim, did, when you played Kingdom Hearts 3, did you play it on, like, the, the locked 30 FPS mode or, like, the, the inconsistent frame rate mode? Inconsistent. So, like, you know that, that inconsistent frame rate... It was inconsistent. It rarely hit 60, <laughs> often went down quite a bit. It yeah. is... I'm not going to say locked 60, because, honestly, that's hard for me to perceive, but it is more 60 way more often than not. The resolution is higher. The image quality is like, mwah, chef kiss. Like, mm-hmm. the, if you haven't played, if you didn't have a last-gen system, a Series X in terms of backwards compatibility is w- incredible. Like, it is the way to play these games, I think. Bless. What's your yeah. experience? I, I mean, I agree with what Imran just said. As somebody who's been playing a lot of Mirror's Edge on the Xbox Series X, um, it is, it's wild how... Like playing Mirror's Edge, the load times, I kid you not, might be like one second. Mm. Like it is wild how quickly these games load. It is, and I mean, honestly, like that's really the only thing I can really talk about because, uh, like you know, I, I'm, I'm jumping into to Xbox Series X as somebody who has been playing a base Xbox. I guess this year I've been playing an Xbox One X, but I've been playing it on my 1080p TV. Um, I've been I've been playing the Xbox Series X on an actual 4K television and experiencing it that way. And so I'm fi- I'm finally experiencing 4K pretty much on the Xbox for the first time currently. Um, and so like, you know, Mirror's Edge, you know, looks good. It still is a Xbox 360 slash PS3 game. And it is like backwards compatible. It's not optimized for Series X or anything like that. And so it's not like the, the most fantastic looking thing in the world. But yeah, like the low times and uh playing it and realizing that like getting to the sequences in that game where you're going into an elevator uh and like you're uh you know waiting for the next thing to load like i've been having the thought of man if only they knew if only they 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 didn't put these elevators in here because now at this point we're just wasting time because if yeah. they put a loading screen here <laughs> i'd be on i'd be on to the next thing already like it is 
it is it is wild to see um but yeah like the quick resume feature like it, people have read the previews but you know to reiterate like that stuff really is kind of game changing like being being able to switch back and forth through a bunch of different games uh is a really cool thing and and really convenient i've also been playing uh outer worlds the pearl on gorgon dlc and also i should shout out that like the loading in that game is much quicker too and also mm-hmm. that game runs way better on xbox series x than it did on my base xbox one when i first played it like in terms of not only how good it looks and like the 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 frames and stuff but like the in when i originally played outer worlds on xbox one there were just a lot of like drop frames a lot of stutters a lot of stuff that just didn't sit well sit well with me playing that yeah. game on xbox one and it is smooth like it is incredible how well that game runs and to the point where now i feel like i am playing outer worlds as a first person shooter as opposed to just an rpg right mm-hmm. like it's been such a a a good experience and yeah like i do kind of see it as this uh um this come together moment for like the xbox family of systems right like i know xbox one has been back compatible but to see everything kind of brought up to xbox series x in this way and to see the library there and be able to jump back and forth through the different generations i it's a it's it's really cool to see and it has me actually really excited for what xbox has coming this next generation i tried out uh cuphead and ori uh, and the Will of the Wisps, where Ori, we reviewed earlier this year, and a big issue I had was how frequent the loading was and mm. how much loading times there were. So now playing it, I know that they've patched the hell out of the game, and I know that there has been just a lot of uh, enhancements and, and changes over the last year, but it is just now instant, where like there is no loading. <laughs> like I'm playing it, and I'm like, I don't know how it's been on the Xbox One X, but I don't think it could possibly be this damn fast. Then loading up Cuphead, it's another thing where Cuphead never had horrible loading times on the Xbox, but they were noticeable. They were there. They're not anymore. And then doing the quick resume jumping between the two games, it's like I'm so impressed at how much it just works. And I feel like that's just going to be the the catchphrase of this for a long time. Of It just works. If something should be fast and snappy, it is. The menu, just the UI itself, just going through the different tabs and stuff. I don't know how it could possibly feel as fast as it does because I never had an issue with the Xbox One's interface. But something about this just feels snappier. And that word's going to keep coming up a lot. Like, it's just snappy. And I really love how it all just kind of things feel like they were where they should be. And I enjoy the level of customization that you have. And I know that you also had that on the, the One X to an extent. But how they're having everything laid out of being able to get to things and how quick it all is to go from thing to thing. I'm like, this is just a more enjoyable experience. And the focus on Game Pass uh, and just being able to go in and this might be something like Imran was saying, like I'm not Digital Foundry. I'm not doing the actual like technical experiments and tests to see like how it's actually running in the numbers. I'm just talking about the feeling of it. Even just downloading games feels faster. Like we recently, Greg, had to do uh, Master Chief Collection on um, uh, downloading like the, the updates and stuff for when we did the stream on the Xbox One X, right? And like mm-hmm. that took forever. And yeah. then downloading games from the X, for Game Pass on this, it felt so fast to me. I downloaded a whole bunch of them. And I was just like, this is insanely impressive. And it just seemed like it wasn't getting in the way of while I was playing a game, slowing things down. Like it's just fast, man. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of Xbox games because like just years of being in game journalism, I get codes and put them in and there's always a bunch of stuff on my tile bar. It used to take forever on the Xbox One 
in the Xbox One X to load those in. And sometimes it would be like literal minutes for things to populate completely. Wow. Sure. This is instant. Mm-hmm. Like a, day, a yeah. minute, like less than a minute. It's like a couple of seconds is, all right, here's everything you own. It's like, that was the thing that, I know you said you never had a problem with the Xbox One OS, Tim. I It's always felt very sluggish and slow to me. It's never felt right. This one, it feels like, it doesn't feel like a, a layer over a Windows thing anymore. It feels like an actual mm. OS for the system. And it just, I I was so impressed by how, like granted this is like day minus whatever so at some point bloat could hit it and it could get a lot worse but on for, as of right now it act, it functions like a dream and, and I, I want to speak it on the bloat real quick like hold I on, do hold on, hold on. Uh, it's worth pointing out of course that we're using non-final interface yes. these are preview units I don't think any of this is going to change but it is when we're talking about bloat could come one day or do whatever it is important to say that right yeah and speaking of the bloat like I do not like how many ad feely things are stuck on the the front main page of it it's just like come on guys like let us take that out and i get that why they wouldn't but it's like it's just pretty frustrating yeah and to like the the because i 100 agree with everything imran uh just said about like the xbox one versus how it is functioning now in the xbox series x like everything just feels snappy and smooth and straightforward in a way that i i really appreciate but that also coupled with like the how and this this feels like a very arbitrary thing or like very much like I think that people who play Xbox probably already experience. But the fact that I load up, I loaded up the Outer Worlds on the Xbox Series X with my account and it already remembered my save. Like I didn't really have to yes. think about it. It just automatically pulled it in a way. Maybe that's, this is just because I'm also coming off of playing on PlayStation primarily where I believe I would have to then on PlayStation, I would have to download. Yeah, uh, you have to go to your own cloud saves and get that stuff and bring it down. Yeah, yeah it seems like Xbox prioritizes whatever is the most recent online save that you have or i guess this most recent save period that you have on your system or online that may it, it makes things so convenient and so snappy uh and just so easy to use that you know it's it's really convenient yeah well yeah uh kevin what's next generation all about uh convenience Thank yeah you. and i mean you know i know you guys are the new impressions here for the xbox series x i had it first before we uh passed it around um that's my biggest takeaway from it right where as we talked about, uh, I guess we've just talked about, it. I think I mentioned on uh, games daily today, but like, you know, if watchdogs legions codes come through soon, they're like, Oh yeah, we have, you know, Xbox series X or whatever. Like I'm going to jump on that, you know, and trophies be damned because the experience I had with the Xbox series X is exactly what you're all saying. It's just the fact that it works and it does what it's supposed to do. And it's, it works as advertised. You know, I've talked about this a few times on different stuff and other people's shows, but like, the quick resume thing i've seen people be like oh yeah but like who cares like i don't play that many different games so i don't do this and it's like it's not even about on one night jumping between games it's about playing one game for the night you do it bouncing out the next night playing something else for an entire week coming back and resuming right where you left off with the other one for me it was about uh switching it over for some capture stuff i wanted to do for yakuza and you know uh i brought the hdmi out of the tv and put it into the aver and put the aver into the computer and then for some reason i didn't have audio so i did a, a reset of the xbox and when it came back and you know it loaded it i mean just you know a complete power cycle came back on i was right i was right there started yakuza and picked up right where i left off like it remembered my spot through quick resume through the power cycle like Mm-hmm. that's nuts like i was sitting down ready for uh, okay hold on i'm gonna have to do all this other stuff and get back in to load my save when no it just remembered that and it's to the point that by no means is it ruined other games or anything but it's that idea of even like 
you know, Borderlands. There's new DLC for Borderlands. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I want to go play that. And then Borderlands like, oh yeah, next gen's day and date, you know, with the new consoles. And I'm like, I will not. I will totally wait and <laughs> play that experience there because the Borderlands loads suck. What are those going to be? And when you start applying that logic, like you're all doing with backwards compatibility, like I showed last week with Avengers and Fortnite, it's like, yeah, like Imran, you had a tweet, I think even before you had the Series X, that is so true of like, how, when are you, we going to check Twitter now? Like, you know, yeah. I was playing Avengers last night, loading stuff up, and I'm looking at Twitter while I, you know, I'm on the Quinjet going to the next mission. And when I was playing on Xbox Series X, I wasn't doing that. I had, you know, I mean, like you're in, you're in that experience all the time. It's making the most of the limited free game time we all have. And like, I was playing Monster Hunter, which is like infamous for long load times. And to the point where, like, Literally, I got so used to checking Twitter before hunts that I would do it in front of the developers when demoing the game. Like, when I played this on the Xbox One X, and it just, like, usually you would have time to take the mission, then go do some stuff. Like, put on some new armor, eat a meal, whatever. It's like, take the mission, beat, beat, beat. Mission's ready, go. Then you go in there, and it's like, beat, beat, done. Like, that is yeah. that is a game that literally would take minutes to get to where you need to be that now is instant. And, like, I'm... I, I am like hyping this part up because I am so surprised by it that I, I thought it would be fast. I didn't know it would be this fast and it's going to make like, there's a number of games I just haven't finished or haven't even really started for the generation. I'm now holding off on them for the rest of the, like the next month until I start getting these systems in and play them there. And dude, I, I keep saying this about both the PS5 and Xbox series X, but now having experienced it, it's like, this is making games better the games we currently have are going to play better there and so many people are like oh but why why should i buy a ps5 right now like miles morales is also on ps4 it's like playing the xbox series x now and playing the backwards compatible games or even current gen games it's like that's the answer it's like it plays better here like these these ssds and all the technology is working in synergy to create the optimal experience for you playing games and on top of that even just the peripherals that uh, we got to play with with the system as well like the controller and the memory card like i i know the memory card is like very expensive and all that stuff but it needs to be and i to an extent i'm happy that it is without cutting corners the right ssd that it needs to be to be able to work with the system correctly and i love how clean it looks just popping into the the back of the the xbox and then how seamless now you just have more memory space and it's funny because like you know back in the days of the playstation 2 memory card gamecube memory card all that stuff that was just like okay i'm putting this in to be able to save my games this is different where it's like you're doubling the storage space of your system and the ability to just have games stored on it pop it in and then they're just ready to go installed is so mm -hmm. cool to me and like that just adds to the convenience of all of this and the controller is dope i'm a very yeah. big fan of it so far so speaking of the controller i've got in my hands the uh, Series X controller and the day one, you can see it right there, day one, 2013 Xbox One controller. God, rub it in our face again, Imran, <laughs> that you have the, the day one Xbox One controller. The uh, I like the Series X controller a lot more. It's a mm -hmm. little heavier in the grips. It has like the was the mesh pattern on the back that makes it like easier to grip. The capture button is nice. The buttons all feel nice. Like the the overall build quality feels a little bit better, even if it's not dramatically different. I. I really say, like, as far as standard controllers go, it's not a big leap, but I'm really liking this a lot more than my, like, creative or, like, Xbox Lab controller that I built a while ago. Like, and so with that, 
I do think that the D-pad has always been one of my biggest issues with yes. Xbox controllers. And while this one's not perfect, I do think that it's the best compared to the standard uh, yeah. Xbox One controller. Comparing it to the Xbox Elite controller, the Series 2 that I have, it has the same kind of feel, like the same grippy stuff like that originated on the Elite, which is really nice. And I'm, I'm happy that that made the transition because it makes it feel a lot more premium. But the Elite, obviously, is still the best way to go. Like there's just something very premium about the whole thing. And the weight is even, it's even heavier, but like in a good way compared to that, like using that after using the elite for uh, a year at this point, it's like, it feels like a cheap toy. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny though. Cause like comparing it to the other controller, it actually feels fairly premium. Yes. The original Xbox one uh, controller, but overall I'm, I'm stoked that it is as good as it is. Yeah. That D pad was a, I, I've seen that thing before. Like, I've never had hands-on with it. But, like, I've seen it, and it looked like a mosaic-censored controller, like, in images. But when you actually do it, it's like, oh, this is actually a really... It's it's nice, it's clicky, and it actually hits the directions it's supposed to hit. Well, the biggest thing is it's replaceable. You can take it, it off, and, and there's, like, there's different types of D-pads. No, 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 I'm talking about the oh, Elite controller. Okay, I was about to pry this shit open. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the Elite controller, you can uh, pop off the different... The D-pad and, and uh, replace it with different types of D-pads, depending on what type of game you're playing. Gotcha. Uh, which is a, a very nice feature. So I'm not going to be switching over to this new controller over the Elite, if anyone was wondering. Yeah. But I like if you've only been using the Xbox One controllers, this is a step up from that. And having said that, the Elite fucking works with the Series X. Yeah. Because the, it's totally backwards compatible compatible with the peripherals as well, which is just great. If it really should cool. work, it should work. Come on, guys. Convenience. Exactly, baby. Uh, you guys... Have you played any of the actual next-gen versions of games on the Series X? I've gotten a little bit of hit because so Yakuza was built in on the preview Series X we got. So I've gotten a chance to go through that demo. When we like Greg and I, we put up a video for first impressions for his playthrough of that. Since I saw that, and since I'm going to play this game in a month anyway, I decided like I'm just going to run through this, and I'm just going to like skip all the cutscenes and go straight to karaoke and go play that. And that game, like, it is not a next-gen looking game. I will mm -hmm. just be up front there. If you're looking for what can next gen do, Yakuza Like a Dragon is not that game. But it is it loads fast and the image quality is really good. And it's like a noticeable improvement from like I, I was just watching my girlfriend play Yakuza Zero a couple of weeks ago on my Xbox One X. It looks better than that in terms of resolution, image quality, load times, especially, because there's like the Dragon Engine already doesn't do a whole lot of load times, but there's like nothing in this one. They're just going straight to, from thing to thing to thing. I really dig the way that game looks and the way it plays, but it is a next-gen port of a last-gen game, so it's not a whole lot to go off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, same thing. Play. Obviously, yeah. I did the first impressions with him, Ron, and that was before we passed the Xbox over to him. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. You know what I mean? I've taken a lot of time off of Yakuza. Uh, but, and I guess this isn't about Yakuza itself. In terms of the Xbox, what he says is spot on, right? I think I say it in the preview that it's still, it looks like Yakuza. It's, it's a sharper, clearer Yakuza, but it's still got that jagged frame of what Yakuza games look like and stuff. But again, back to the quick resume and how that works on it, back to how fast everything loads. Like it does feel like it moves at a different speed. And it'll be interesting for me and all of us, I guess, when we get the new consoles, how that how long before that becomes normal, before we kind of forget that how loads used to be and how long things used to be. Or if, you know, as they get deeper and deeper in, if there becomes more loads or something of that effect. But that's my next gen experience with it, yeah. In terms of like something that was, you know, a next gen launch game. Yeah, 
Something that yeah. I'm really interested in, in seeing next-gen consoles of how they kind of affect people's habits and, and knowledge of what they're kind of doing is this is, I think, like the closest we've ever been to consoles being PC gaming where there's so many different settings and you mm-hmm. need to have the optimal setup to get a lot of the buzzwords that they're even talking about. Like the old adage of, oh, any HDMI cable works. It doesn't matter. Why are you spending $150 on a monster cable when you could spend $3 on any HDMI cable? It's like that's not true anymore. Like you need very specific HDMI cables to be able to get the high refresh rates and the all of the crazy resolution bumps and the stuff that they're really kind of talking about a lot with this. And on top of that, it's like the settings get pretty complicated going into mm-hmm. like I was just tooling around with it. And luckily, I care about the stuff a lot. So it's like I know the difference between all the different sound settings and, and video stuff. But there is way more on the Series X than there there was even on the the One X, which already had a lot of things like Dolby Atmos, which, by the way, is still awesome in this uh, on the Series X. I love that they're pushing it so much. But it, I could not recommend paying the $15 enough to get Dolby Atmos for headphones or for surround sound, whatever, on the Xbox. I'm so happy that that's a feature that they have. We'll see how you feel when PlayStation updates their sound so I can have uh, TV speakers with 3D surround sound. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's the same. I did. Dolby does that too. The On the Xbox, they like they do have that functionality. I know, but I just stupid. remember how much you hated that. When oh, yeah. About it. That, I was, that, I was that stuff. to get angry. And like, oh, yeah, it's not going to no, work. No, no, no. <laughs> that stuff is stupid and it's not going to work well. But uh, the headphone stuff does work and it works very well. Yeah. So uh, it's cool. And I love that like, they're doubling down. And I saw Jeff Keighley post the uh, video of Blink's The Time Sweeper an xbox original game and it's playing in 4k with dolby atmos and all that stuff i'm like that's just rad man like yeah it's just God, so cool what a, what a time to be alive like the idea that if you i mean if you told yourself in 2003 or whatever right that like hey you're gonna play this exact same game but the experience in about let's say 17 years is gonna be <laughs> different like it's just gonna be greater you're, you'd be like oh all right, cool. Like, let's let's see what Dolby Atmos, the thing that I don't know yeah. what it is. You know, let's see how that how that changes things. But like, see, I, um, I loaded up Banjo Kazooie, and I'm like, this looks weirdly good for yeah, same. What I'm doing, I did the exact same thing. That's awesome, right? It's like that's the thing is like it's not just backwards compatible. Like PS2 was backwards compatible with PS1 games, but they didn't look better. You know, like mm-hmm. there was a lot of bugs and a lot of issues and a lot of weird things with that. And it's like sometimes it would be better because of the component, like the cables being used, but uh besides that it's like the experience of all these games it's like this is the best way to play the xbox games it's on the series x like that's so rad to me that that is true not just for the games that are enhanced it's yeah triple true for those games but it's just every game gets enhancements and i'm very excited yeah. to see that they're sticking with that it's an yeah. alien ecosystem like we've talked about right like it is mm-hmm. a it, it, xbox is talking to talk and walking the walk and this is how they view their brand and it's gonna be rad yeah, yeah, I can't. I cannot wait to see like Xbox Series X optimized games. Like that's kind of the thing that's missing from the equation is we've not really experienced Xbox Series X optimized games. Like we played uh, Yakuza, and I know like people have their hands on like. Actually, I don't know if I can say certain things. Um, but like you know, Yakuza, <laughs> Yakuza is like the example, and I've also played it. And yeah, like I'm not there. There wasn't anything I got out of playing that that made me go, "Oh snap! All right, here we go. It's here." Like not like not. Nothing in that game made me made me do that. Though, like playing that demo was pretty cool because it got me excited for Yakuza in a way that I've not really been excited for Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, like the voice acting, I think is it, the English voice acting is great and like is really it, it's really communicated. Like the the um, humor and the goofiness in that game in a way that I've not necessarily have gotten to 
really take in before because I've only like jumped into uh, Yakuza Zero in those games. I'm not really um, uh, immersed myself in them, and so experiencing that through English voice acting, I think, is really cool. But then also the battle system in that game seems really cool uh, in the way that they that they've updated it. Um, but yeah, like you know, that is a, that is a game that is also coming out in current gen, and I imagine will probably be very much the same on current gen aside from maybe like a few things here and there faster loading and and all that stuff um but yeah like i've I've been i've been so my roommate michael is like doing a lot of work over at GameSpot, uh covering xbox series x and like occasionally he'll come through and be like oh yeah man like i'm i've been capturing uh uh you know whatever so i can have this video up and he's he talks about like you know the 120 gigahertz right and like how playing this playing on xbox series x you know is basically an equivalent to playing on like on, on like a really good pc like i'm getting mm-hmm. that experience and that kind of goes back to what you're mentioning earlier is him that like yeah like we're we're entering that that space that like yeah we're playing call of duty you're playing whatever game it may be on the xbox series x you're getting the prime experience and like i'm sure it'll be the same on ps5 also but like to make it clear like it is it is an incredible experience playing these games uh, on the current on on I guess the next gen. And when we actually get those optimized experience experiences, that's going to be something else. And that's yeah, that's is- my biggest thing too. Is like, yeah, there is not any really super exciting thing gameplay wise that I got to experience so far with this. Like having it, it was like, oh shit, I got my hands on the Series X, set it up, did some you know little demos of popping into those games and stuff. And then I was just like. All right, cool. I can give it to Imran now. Like, yeah. it's not like there was anything that I need to do. However, it's Greg. I think you mentioned this earlier. It's just like they've proven all the marketing stuff has been true. Yep. It's exactly. like they, they yeah. proved that it is as fast. It does just work and all that stuff. And it's like that is so exciting to me, even if there wasn't any like single thing that I was like, I have to do this right now. Right. And I, I think that that's kind of the promise of next gen. And I think that, you know, it's when you're looking specifically at the Xbox and its launch lineup and, and what's going on with the Series X right now, it's, I don't think that it's bad necessarily for it. I'm not comparing it to Sony. I'm saying just bad for Xbox that they don't have their Halo or whatever because they do have Watch Dogs and Cyberpunk and uh, Assassin's Creed and all these third-party games that are going to run amazingly on this console. Like, that is exciting. And I truly believe, based on my experience with it, that they are going to work great. Dirt Agreed. 5 was the game I was thinking of earlier. I was like, I don't know if I can say Dirt 5, but I just looked up the GameSpot thing and they have the yeah. video. So You can um, say Dirt 5. Okay, yeah. <laughs> They're allowed to say the words Dirt 5. But, but yeah, like folks, like, you know, Dirt 5 and Yakuza, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon are like the two games that are like Xbox Series X games that we've got our hands on. And I can't and wait to see more. Gears 5, which I didn't Tact. get to, to, to play. No, Gears, right, Gears right. Tactics? Gears 5. Gears 5 came out. The... Oh, there's like an uh, like a next gen version. The Series X next gen version. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I was uh, gonna test I, that, I but I was like, that. I don't remember that game having load time, so it was probably not gonna be a useful test. But yeah, yeah, I think that's more on the frames per second side of stuff. But uh, Jeff Grubb actually did a super awesome Grubb video Grubb. of uh, of Dirt Five and showing the differences between the performance mode and whatever fuck they're calling it i don't know but the different modes that they have and uh showing how it stays essentially a consistent 120 frames per second when you have yeah, it all it set does. up right like that's insane man. Yeah, like man. that's like on Speak- a console speaking of jeffy grub rub he's been having this, this thing on twitter of yelling at people who are concerned trolling about heat on the xbox series x so like i want to just say this thing 
I don't know if it's hot to touch or whatever, but playing it, it does not get my room hot. It does not exude a lot of heat. It does. It's not the space heater that the Xbox One and the PS4 Pro are. So, people who are overly concerned about that, don't don't worry. The Xbox Series X is not a hot like. A, it's not a not a heater. Portable heater. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, I'm not saying it's a portable heater. I'm just saying it is as hot as my Xbox One oh, X. Which I'm, I'm sure if you touch it, it is quite hot, but it's not making the room around it hot. Uh, Go ahead and say it, Tim. Go a, ahead. Be a man. I, know, just, I, haven't had, I haven't had enough experience to be able uh, to, to yeah. say that because I my Xbox One X doesn't heat up my area unless I'm playing hours of Resident Evil 2 on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to, to, to get to the point where I don't notice it at least, right? Okay. Uh, or, or like my PS4, like unless I'm playing Last of Us 2 or whatever, and like really, I, I've only been popping into little demos here and there of these games, so I can't say. Having said that, though, I bet you it's as hot as the One X, which is fine, totally mm-hmm. fine. I don't think this thing's gonna like cook eggs. Yeah, but... well, we'll, well, like it, it depends on load. It depends on how games like evolve over the generation. At some point, they might actually be like too much, and that thing does get much hotter. But yeah. Based on like granted backwards compatible games I've been playing so far, does not seem like a huge like a noticeable deal now. It's not significantly cooler or anything, but it is I did not notice it to be a problem. And another thing I just want to say, and this is just the the pessimist in me, is this is all great now that we're talking about 120 frames per second and all this stuff like enjoy it while it lasts. Yes. This is not gonna last forever. This is a because we're crossing over gens and all this stuff. The moment that we're getting like last of us three and you know uh like whatever we ended up getting from like hellblade yeah. 2 and stuff God i don't five. think i don't think we're getting like this type of stuff like and i do think 30 frames per second is going nowhere like yeah. it will return whether See, you like that, it or not that's it's that's a, the that's the reason i get i, I get a little trepidatious about like I, I mentioned earlier like the 120 gigahertz and like the pc experience on the console you know part of me was like okay seven years down the line is it still going to be the same thing or will pcs have evolved to a point where like of course they will. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, which, bless, no, I, lo- I love that you keep saying gigahertz. It's just hertz. Is it just hertz? Giga- yeah, it's, no, it's just hertz. It's just hertz. But I love gigahertz. Then how many hertz are 220 gigahertz? That's a lot of hertz. 1.21 gigahertz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of hertz. It is a lot of hertz. A lot of hertz. Any closing thoughts, you guys, on the Xbox Series X? I'm excited. I can't wait yeah. to see uh, get more games for it. Get the launch lineup out there. See what it is when it you know we get rolling with both these systems and we, like start to see the games drop for them. Yeah, I think that's ultimately where I'm kind of like they've they've said the hardware. They've shown the hardware works. They've proved that part. Now it's just okay. So where's the next part of the games? And that's still going to be a bit of an open question for a while. But I think by this time next year, assuming Microsoft does like actually put out what they said they're going to put out. People are not going to remember, oh, launch did not have a whole lot of games to it. They're going to remember, hey, this thing loads really fast. It seems to have really good graphics. So cool. Yeah. Last thing I want to say is this thing looks very ugly in my setup. The <laughs> results may vary, but oh, yeah. man, I hate that. Like, this system's not made to be on its side. It's a channel. Yeah. That was, the, that was the my stands thing. in it. It's horrible, man. When Come on. Xbox had the great dunk on PlayStation when the video went up, breaking it down and showing it how with the screw and how to put it all together again. And everybody in the Xbox, like, it, here's how you put it down. They put it and they shot it from a very specific angle. I was like, 
it looks Love fine it. there in my entertainment system and it's it's at Imran's house now but when we would turn around and I would look down at it it would be like there's the bait there's the stand yes. the stand is on the side it's not detachable so it's like it looks like it fell over and I put it there <laughs> yeah it's kind of a bummer it I can't wait to good. see what the like resi- revision versions of these these consoles end up looking sure. like Same, it looks like I- it got tired and just like laid down <laughs> that is what the Xbox 360 is I sleep here <laughs> Both the, both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X at this point, like aesthetically, I'm I I don't I I don't think I like either. Especially if the PS5 mm-hmm. is as big as it seems. Like if the PS5 was a decent size, you know, then I'd be cool with it. But it just see now the more and more I see it, the more and more I'm like, oh no, this thing might be comically huge. If that's yeah. the case, we got like some a, like a weird situation going on with both these things because I don't want any of I don't want either of them in my, in my entertainment center. I'm having I'm to rearrange. Like I have a glass TV stand. I'm having to rearrange it so nothing's on the top shelf. Everything's at the bottom because I'm scared that like the size of these systems is going to collapse that glass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the world that we have to live in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this has been the kind of funny games cast. Stay tuned, Patreon supporters, for the exclusive post show. We're blessed. Are we returning with a game show? We are returning. Bless who returns. Woo! Oh, baby. Let's go. And if you've never seen one before, I'm really good, and I win all the time. It's true. He does. <laughs>